Alright, ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, True News 365, and I have a, another podcast here that I've been looking to do for a while. Um, this is going to be called the uh, New Believers uh, Podcast, and what I want to do here is I want to um, go through the basics of um, what is understood as Christianity, and, and I actually want to open up the gospel of John, which is where we normally like to send people, um, because the Gospel of John um, has a really good um, spread out uh, teaching. Uh, what we see in the book of John has a lot of doctrines, and is chock full of doc- doctrines uh, that teaches um, the concept of who Christ is, what his claims are, what his mission is, and um, it's just a really good gospel to start off with and to recommend to new believers. At the same time, I want to get into uh, certain attributes of Christianity that I believe have been uh, watered down, and especially in this culture, in this culture where people are, are uh, really have a, a, a pretty poor understanding of what Christianity is and what, um, uh, what it means to be saved, what it means, what the gospel truly is, what sanctification is, what does it mean by discipleship, all of these things need to be spoken about um, and emphasized as to the reality of the spirituality, uh, the importance of this for the believer's uh, life in Christ. And so this is very important, and I plan to kind of bear all that out. And then if I hopefully if I have a chance, I'll get into the Gospel of John, and I'll read as much as I can. I would love to be able to cover uh, one through chapters 1 through 4. But I'm also simulcasting to uh, the on the stereo app, and hopefully I can have a co-host, my co-host Fernando, who will be um, joining me in a couple of minutes, and in about three minutes I'll be um, uh, logging in to the stereo app. And so yeah, so um, it, for the future, you know, anyone who drops by and listens to this, if you can bring out a paper and pad. Uh, and take some notes and understand uh, the, un- the, the seriousness of what Christianity is, how the seriousness of what it is to be um, uh, saved, what it is to have hope in Christ. All of these things are of utmost importance uh, for the believer. Um, okay, so this is, I'm trying to see if I can do this as casual as possible on, on the podcast. I may or may not have people joining uh, where they be, might be asking um, some comments and uh, having some comments and questions for us to answer. And uh, let's see how that goes. Okay, so yeah, so I should be connecting with Fernando uh, pretty soon. And um, I should be getting notification off of the app. Uh, okay, so what I want to cover is uh, what is the gospel? I want to go through that. I want to go over salvation. How can we be saved? I want to go through, uh, let's see here, what else? We want to, We got to go through uh, the concept of repentance, the necessity of it. And um, let's see. Yeah, as I was preparing for this, 
I hope I didn't end up getting too wordy. Oh yeah, so that that's pretty much that's pretty much uh, the area that I really wanted to get into: repentance, the gospel, salvation. Okay, that is so important. I wanted to cover um, what is thought of as discipleship. Discipleship. Let me. Okay, that's good. Discipleship and learning and growing. Okay, so hopefully I won't have any um, issues with notification. Um, let's see how we can do this. Uh, okay, let's open up first with um, with uh, where I'm about to get that notification now, and then we can um, uh, join the podcast live. Okay, so just stand by. Okay, well, here we are. All right. This is BX Blues for TrueNews365.com. I'm here with my co-host, Fernando, who's joining me today. And uh, let's see. I'm here. All right, my friend. Thanks for being here. God bless you. Yeah, how you been? I've been good. Um, just today is the today's Saturday, so today is like kind of like a less busy day. Good, but it's a fun day. I went to the barber shop early. You got your hair cut. Nice. Oh yeah. Just, just for the podcast. <laughs> you got to look good for the podcast. <laughs> yes. You got to look yes. good. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's audio. You know what? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it doesn't matter. It, yeah. It's um. Things about doing a haircut and like, I mean, a lot of other stuff. Um, it helps you with like um, your sense of humor. It makes you feel good. Yeah, if you if you I, look good, I you love feel to good. Go and do. A, yeah, that's right. I, I love like every two weeks I go and I do a haircut. Every two weeks, wow, that's a lot. Yeah. I hear you. Well, yeah. like I, I said, if you if you look good, you feel good, and if you feel good, you we got a good podcast going, right? That's how it works. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's see. Yeah. Let's let's um get into it because I'm I'm hoping that this won't be uh, too long. Hopefully, it won't go over an hour. But I wrote some stuff down, and okay. I really thought it was important to uh, bring those things out because I wanted to um, start the New Believers podcast. I wanted to get into the Gospel of John. And certain attributes okay. of Christianity, which is very important. And in this culture, people kind of minimize uh, what the gospel is. They minimize what salvation is. They minimize what discipleship is, growing and learning and continuing in the walk. Right? So with that, I want to get into, oh, and I pinged up a my latest podcast, The Unchurched Church, which uh, uh, addresses uh, certain attitudes about going to church and why going to church is incredibly important. Some people, as in uh, Hebrews 10.25, they uh, are not assembling the way they're supposed to, and especially in these yeah. last days, as you see the day approaching, every day more and more, that is extremely important, right? Yeah. You're going to church yeah, tomorrow. I agree that we got to um, fellowship together. 
yes. and worship and study the word. It's um, it's principal values that are gonna um, help us on the psychology area and also on knowing the word of God. That way, God can speak to us in the day by day life that we have. Mm-hmm. If we don't know the word of God, I mean what we're going to remember or how the Holy Spirit is going to remind us something that we, that we read. And my experience is that every time I, I study um, my day-to-day base, when I'm about to make a decision or make uh, something that is wrong, the word of God just like pop out on my, on my heart. So it guides me and it's very important. Absolutely. That's right. That's absolutely too important for the life of the Christian. And so, um, without that, um, we don't have a life. We don't have growth. We don't have sanctification, right? So I want to, I want to open up with the gospel. Okay, I want to talk about the gospel and what it actually is. Okay, so I'm going to go through it. So anybody who comes along in the future uh, trips over this podcast and they can hear what the gospel of Jesus Christ is okay. all about. All about. Okay. So um, two thousand okay. years ago, God the Father sent his son to earth in the person of Jesus Christ, born of a virgin, truly God, truly man, yet without sin, as per Matthew 1, 20 to 23. He lived a perfect life from cradle to grave for some 33 years, which you or I cannot live for 33 seconds, as per Hebrews 4, 15. And then he voluntarily went to the cross to suffer and die, a death he did not deserve for our sins against God, as per John one twenty nine, and then he forever defeated sin and death when he rose from the grave, as per First Corinthians fifteen fifty five, and what he commands of you, me, and everyone everywhere is that we repent, as per Acts seventeen thirty, that by faith we turn from our sins and turn toward Christ to receive his free gift of eternal life, as per John First John one nine, and that can only come. Through faith in Him, Jesus Christ, as per John 16, 6. Okay? That is the gospel. What do you think of that, Fernando? Um, that you went very fast through the verses. <laughs> you, you want me to go again? I can go again. Um, let, let's take the last three. The last three. The last three is what he commands me and everyone everywhere is that we repent as per acts 17 30 that by faith we turn from our sins and turn toward christ to receive his free gift of eternal life and that's per first john 1 9 and that can only come through faith in him jesus christ as per john 16 6 amen Amen. Praise God. That's what it's all it's about. Like, um, it's like um, there's a psalm um, I was reading like two days ago, and it says that uh, where how how can we run from your spirit? And um, I just put in my, my myself um trying to hide from God and and it's kind of like impossible. It's like I'm looking and it's the spirit is seeing what I'm seeing. 
is in me. It's like if I, if I hide, he, he still knows where I'm at. And uh, so, so many times I can see like the man, God touching the doors of his heart to, to tell them that, that God, to, to tell the man from God that, that God loves him and he wants to bless him and that, that he's not by himself. And um, all I see that the trajectory of every single human being is um, on a purpose of knowing God and, and doing his purpose. And since we are born, and um, from there it comes so many different testimonies. Um, our our parents or our grandpa or our grandma, they they instruct us in the church. Um, some people, some they didn't. Um, but it has been um, the generations they they've been. They be marked by by the Holy Spirit. They they be impacted by the Word of God, and because of that, um, today that seed it's it's growing and growing and growing. And everything started with the first seed. On this point of view, that I'm saying that is Jesus. Um, the prophecies about Jesus and and the prophecies of the Bible are so specific. They, they are so precise. And um, I mean, it, you're looking at a, at a truth and then another truth. And on top of that truth, there's another truth. But there's also like a revelation. And I was sitting down with my, with my wife and um, I was evaluating um, some of the prophecies about Jesus like 480 years before uh, he was born. Um, is that over here in my notes? I'm sorry. Uh, where are you? Okay, so look at, the, look at this blue. You know, uh, Micah, the small prophet, well, well, one of the smallest prophets. That is Micah, yeah. The uh, minor, they call them the minor prophets because they wrote less than the other ones. Correct. Correct. So um, I found this. Um, Micah chapter 5, verse 2 says, uh, But you, Belen Ephrata, Ephrata, small for you to be on the families of Judah. From you is going to come the Lord of Israel. And so, and, and, and his exits are from the beginning, from the days of the eternity. So, um, Basically, over here is talking about somebody that is going to be the Lord of Israel, and if it if if was gonna if it was gonna get out or come from Belen and Ephrata, 
Now, um, when we go to Matthew chapter 2, verse 1, this is like the, the born of Jesus, the location specifically. Matthew chapter 2, verse 1 says, um, when Jesus was born in the land of Judah in days of the king Herodes, they came from the Middle East of, of Jerusalem, the kings. So from the Micah verse into the Matthew verse, which the Matthew verse was the accomplish of that prophecy, maybe um, we are adding above 480 or 540 years one thing to another one but how specific the prophet said that it was from Belen that it was going to come out and now when we go to the meanings of Ephrata means fructiful Belen means house of bread but Jesus was the bread of life you see how everything connects it's like it was designed. It was designed. It, 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 there's a mind behind something. When you're, when you're seeing a message, when you're seeing a project, when you're seeing something that is developed, you, you, you can recognize or you can understand that there was a mind after, um, before that happened. I mean... It's just special. It's Absolutely, just special it's it's mind blowing. That's that's uh, God foretelling what would be, and uh, as soon as Christ comes into the earth, what does He do? Um, once He's he is, He's ready for His ministry, uh, where do we go? We go to uh, Mark one fifteen. The minute He started getting involved in the ministry, calling people out. Repent, the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that is the gospel. That's in the invitation for people to come, letting people know that the, the kingdom is now near. Okay? Can you go to 1 Corinthians 15, now that you have the Bible there, and read starting yeah. from uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, chap, uh, verse 1. Okay. Um, let me traduce it on English because I got the Spanish one, King James. Okay. Um, moreover, brethren, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preach it unto you, which also ye have received. And whether ye stand by which also ye are saved, if ye keep in memory that I preach it unto you, unless ye have believed it in vain. For I believe it unto you first of all that which I also receive it, how that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures, 
and uh, he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures and that he was seen of Cephas then of the 12 after that he was seen of above 500 brethren at once of whom the greater part remain unto this present but some are fallen asleep after that he has seen of james then of all the apostles and last of all he was seen of me also as of one born out of due time for i am the least of the apostles that i am not meant to call an apostle because i persecuted the church of god but by the grace of god i am what i am, what I am. great and thank you that's good right there that is the gospel that's paul declaring the gospel, what his experience was, and and um, and showing forth the message of the gospel of salvation. Okay, the gospel of the kingdom, the gospel of God, the gospel of Christ, the gospel of peace, the gospel of salvation is all the same thing because it contains all of the attributes, blessings, and benefits, des descriptions of the same thing. Right? It, what is it describing? It's describing. Uh, salvation, salvation is coming now to people. When when the when you read from e uh, what was that Ezra um, <clears throat> from the Old Testament, the prophecies was talking about the proclamation of God bringing forth the the one, the Savior, the one that would come to to save their sins. So the children of Israel were waiting. For that prophecy to come forth and there it is that's the as soon as he came he started his ministry mark 1 5 uh repent the kingdom of heaven is at hand offering salvation to all those can now come close come now to christ and so the question is what what is salvation and how can we be saved right saved from what saved from who god does the saving Right? The Old Testament identifies God as Yahweh, and Yahweh is the one who saves. And yet in the New Testament, we see that Christ is Savior. Naturally, as a Trinitarian, we see that Christ himself is Yahweh and the second person of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Strictly because the most, the most um, scrutinized and honest study of the scriptures would bear that out. And the refutations against it will demonstrate a note. Uh, Fernando, you could mute if you can. Um, noticeably, noticeably, um, uh, and 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 odd and less than a cohesive ex exegesis of scripture. But that's for another podcast. Okay, so salvation we see in John three three. Okay, when uh, Nicodemus comes to to Christ, right, and. Um, the Lord says that you must be born again, that the Holy Spirit comes and he uh, does whatever he wants, 
he 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 and is in such are these people who are like that that he describes the holy spirit he's a complete control so it's not by a decision it's not by uh, a work of god uh, we have been raised to new life as in colossians 3 1 um, this is the language of resurrection remember lazarus when he said uh, i am the resurrection and the life jesus said therefore if you have been raised up with christ keep seeking the things above where christ is seated at the right hand of god the bible talks about the first resurrection in revelation 26 blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection it says over such the second death has no power but they will be priests of god and of christ and they will reign with him for a thousand years okay you see in uh, Colossians uh, chapter 2, verse 12. It says, Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God, who raised him from the dead. And that's what baptism is, the Lazarus experience. You know, ask yourself, what was the story of Lazarus for? Not only to showcase the power of the Christ, but to show you a glimpse of how God will raise us up unto new life himself, right? Being the resurrection with, with all the fear and dread over the grave. Christ is literally showing you, nope, in me, the power of sin, uh, the sting of death has been conquered. So we see this uh, motif of being dead and God raising us up from the death, as it were, Christ saves us from the grave, reaches out and pulls us out of there because he, he's the Savior and we're resurrected to new life. And, and Christ calls out to us as he did with Lazarus. And like the sounding of a trumpet, we hear his voice and awaken to new life. That call as a gospel that goes out and we respond because we can hear him like a shepherd who calls his true sheep. But before Christ, we are dead in trespasses and sins. Uh, read Ephesians 2 to 1 through 10. Uh, it's more resurrection language. Uh, uh, remaining in that state, in that state of, of, of death and sin and trespasses means we're already condemned, as in John 3, 18 through 19. Okay? He says, whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. And this is the judgment. The light has come into the world, and people love the darkness rather than the light because their works were evil. Okay? And it says uh, in John 5, 24, uh, Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and has not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. So you, you see the, 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 the message of being dead to sin and being resurrected to new life. Do you see that, Fernando? Yeah, yeah. I'm seeing what, what you're trying to say. You're talking about the salvation and the rewards that we have from the salvation. Absolutely. 
Yeah, God is the one who saves, not us. We're not the one who save ourselves. If we, if you hear and truly believe, you shall be saved. The Bible says it's not a decision, although experientially it seems like it is. But we know theologically, salvation is a sovereign grace that has its reality in eternity, as in uh, Ephesians one four, where it says, "Even as He chose us from the from in Him." before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and blameless before him in love. But it is his doing, right? Yeah. Um, salvation is something that is very important for the, for the human beings. Salvation, um, just the, that step of confessing Jesus Christ as your Lord and your Savior, you start to tap into to a, a area of extremely blessings. Um, how can I understand this? Or how can I explain this? It's like um, I go on Saturdays, most of the Saturdays, and we go to the streets and we do soul winning. Um, and then, like in a period of time of three hours, we probably pray um, over, 30, 40 people, who knows, average over there. And from those more than 20, 25 or 30 people that we pray, pretty good amount of at least like 25, they accept their um, Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. So a lot of people doesn't understand this concept and they started saying, oh, but why, why, what did the church should be doing? Why? Why there's not like a follow-up or why this or why not? Well, um, yes, we do a follow-up. Yes, we invite them to the church. But even though they don't come maybe and, and congregate with us because they have confessed Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, their names have been written in the book of life and the Holy Spirit will deal with them. That's that no, but and that's that's really important. good that you invite them to the church because if they come to the church, right, they they'll be discipled by the church yeah. and they'll come and they'll become a, a part of the family because the, the Bible says I give them eternal yes. life. In First Peter uh, one three to five, he says, "His great mercy has caused us to a living hope. God has granted repentance, as in Acts uh, eleven. Um, it says He granted repentance because this is a work of God." on people and the gospel is the power unto salvation yes. that's how they come by way of the power of, of, of the the gospel that you're giving them and he uses men yes. to to pass on that message he says uh, how will message. they hear without a preacher how, how are they going to hear that's that, that's the the method by way god has determined to save people exactly i i, I completely agree um, I'm, I'm just putting this point of view out there because, um, some people understand it when they confess Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior and they experience it. A lot of other people kind of like judge what we are doing. And I have a big amount of them that they actually arrive to, to the service on Sunday, on Wednesday, or through Monday to Friday, you know, um, but look at this, um. Uh, on Psalm 103, the first five verses, it's, it's, 
this is like some this is like this is deep what i'm about to leave read is just like it's incredible so the salvation is something important um david on this psalms describes um like the first things that a new creature experienced. And look how he expressed it. Verse 1, uh, Psalm 103, verse 1. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within, within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. So he's going to start talking about the benefits. And specifically on the benefits that he's talking about, it's something that every single new creature, by 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 7, that says that we are new creatures in Christ, this is what they start experiencing. Look at this on verse number 2. Who forgiven all then iniquities, who healed all my disease, who redeem my life from destruction, who crowns thee with love, loving kindness and tender mercy. That's beautiful. I think this is po points of view that that we experience those first Amen. weeks, those first months, even even the first year. You will experience the forgiveness, the forgiveness of God, the loving and kindness of God, the salvation of God. I mean, it's it's this is beautiful, but we need to decide to make that prayer. Exactly, it's, it's it's like if what you not, said. We're not able to experience it. It's it's like you said the 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 um the confession. The confession is very important because the confession is tied to the rep the true repentance okay then there's repentance which is in order when we cross over from acknowledging that our sins have separated us from god as john the baptist told the pharisees he says bring forth fruit demonstrating repentance christ at the start of his ministry began to to herald repent the kingdom of heaven is at hand so naturally believing the gospel message is synonymous with recognition of our dead state before god and, and God says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and righteous to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First, or 1 John uh, 1, 9. To confess our sins is to agree with him as to what he says is truth. And his word is truth, uh, man's word, as in let God be true and every man a liar. This is why it is so important that we hear the gospel, the words of God, not to harden our hearts, when the, in, as in, uh, in Hebrews uh, chapter 3. The right understanding and attitude of our condition before God. Um, I have a, a podcast that I entitled The Beatitudes Attitude, which touches briefly on getting the right understanding of the Sermon on the Mount with respect to those who would come after Christ. Uh, what we see in the Beatitudes in, in Matthew chapter 5, the words blessed are meaning happy are those who um, he's referring to. Okay, those who belong to God. These are those who mourn. Uh, he says the people who suffer are poor in spirit, the lonely in heart, those that hunger and thirst for righteousness. 
uh, uh, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, the persecuted. He's referring to the character of those who are his true people. Okay, as in Mark uh, 5.11, he says, Blessed are you when people insult you and persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. Falsely accuse you, as in the ninth commandment, uh, to falsely accuse. In, in Rome, uh, when during Christian persecution, they were accused of even being atheists and troublemakers, enemies of the state. That's uh, what totalitarians and tyrants do when they want to get the masses hating on a group of people. They have to marginalize and falsely uh, re represent them. Um, and, and, and this is uh, so important because confession, confession is the repentance is the confession to God to say that it's true what you're saying about truth and about sin. That's what, that's what repentance is. That you walk away and you forsake your sins. And, and that's what true repentance truly is. We have a message. You want me to play it? Let me see. I have, um, I want to, before we get the messages, um, I want to cover a couple of the attributes um, before I do that. Okay. Then, okay. Um, okay, so, okay. So, like I said, in the, on the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus saw the crowds and had compassion on them and spoke to them, enlightened them on what is the true character of his people. Okay, this is Christianity. This is the church. The people of God, you'll know them by their character. And it comes directly from Christ in Matthew 5. It says, it also parallels with the fruit of the Spirit of God, which is found in Paul's epistles, in Galatians and throughout. Okay? Uh, Galatians 5.22, it says, but the okay. fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. It says, against such things there is no law right There's they say no they they yes. say they mourn over their sins the the more they purge themselves from their former lives the more they grow to understand their fallenness against a perfectly holy 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 god they come to understand that we're cursed at the fall when god said you shall surely die die we will indeed and the wickedness of human history is exhibit A. Man continues to die because man continues in the curse. That fallenness has taken humanity and even affected the surface of the earth and the universe. All life on earth, etc. Uh, all of that. Animals, the animal kingdom, the plant life even, of which we await a restoration of it as per Romans chapter 8. Okay, it says in Romans chapter 8, for we know that the whole creation has been groaning together in the pains of childbirth until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly as we await eagerly the, for the adoptions as sons, the redemption of our bodies, because we continue dragging along this corrupted body, and we must continue purging, growing, sanctifying, and walking in the Spirit until the, that restoration of our bodies in the end, we're rotten to the core. Our deeds, our motives, our minds, our hearts, and only the only way we can't be consumed by the perfectness of holiness of God is by being in Christ, being justified. Whereas Paul says, there is now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So you have to be in Christ Jesus. Amen? Amen. Amen. 
Yeah, you gotta be in Christ Jesus. It's the it's the only way how how your life is gonna be um be better and better every single day. Um, you can trust in a lot of stuff. You know, I mean, this this world 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 offers you um, different guidance that that you might improve, but you are gonna lack when persecution comes. When when this world um, tries to make you submit to the system, and you basically are gonna be then worshiping the the, the evil. Um, but when you are in Christ, it's a different kind of um, strength that you have. Um, everything on this world and the ideologies, they're connected with um, basically saying, uh, you can do it, you can make it happen, you can prosper, you can do this, you can do that, you, 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 you're pretty, you're this, you're that. And it's, there's nothing wrong, I think, with that, the thing is that they're completely um, disconnecting you with the primary source. That's why um, when we read Philippians, Philipp, Philippians um, chapter four, verse thirteen says that we can go and we can do um, all things through Christ. So what it means is that all the things that you're going to be able to do and that you can do, you're going to honor God. And you're going to honor God on a higher standard level. You're going to be able to, to, to not um, talk to the banks to ask for money. You're going to be able to actually borrow, I mean, um, give money to nations and to other areas because you are going to be the resource. Oh, you know what happened to me um, two weeks two weeks ago? A package of, of um, they were like 30 um, paper towels arrived on my door, 30 of them, a huge package of them. Um, most of the time I, I order my groceries, they... This one, it, it wasn't me. It just arrived. I don't even know who the heck um, ordered them. So I took them and I asked the neighbors if they, if if it was them, and they say no. So what I did was that every single neighbor that I have around the house, I give them two rolls of paper towels, <laughs> and I stay good. with two. That's good. That's great. That's so, no. That's that's great. So. So I took it, and, and I'll finish with this, and I'll let you go. I mean, I'll let you. Um, I took it as being good stewardships of what we have on our hands. And that's what happened with, with God in, in, in uh, Aden, Adam. He, he put him on, on, on the garden, and he was steward of all that God gave him. And we need to be good stewardships of what we have on our hands too, because we we are gonna get into an area of abundance. And 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 if I did that with with the paper towels, that means maybe later on God is gonna trust me with a thousand dollars or with two thousand dollars. I mean, 
that's a that's a really good that's a really good point that that's a really good point and i actually wanted to get into that in my segment on discipleship um and and uh part of of the pin uh podcast that i put up uh the unchurched church where i talk about all of those things that involve um uh, going to church and being among believers and growing in sanctification and all of those things where you grow to trust God, you grow to actually learn to, to, to love God, to know God, all that stuff have, has a lot to do with that. And when you said that, that the world's message is flawed, um, it's a motivational message, which isn't technically bad, but what you said was so um, important because you said that they, they, um, they leave out the most important aspect, the, the 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 aspect of God, because the world, to the world, prosperity looks one way, and to the believer, um, prosperity looks a different way, and they mix it up all the time, and they they the Bible not only says that that you quoted the scripture, but it also says in in John fifteen, it says, "Without me, you can do nothing." Okay, so now we're talking about exactly. we're, we're talking about what it, we talk about when we say do. Uh, can we do? There's earthly good, and then there's uh, fruit that bears on into uh, the kingdom. A fruit that is something that God is interested in in your life that builds you up into a spiritual man. Uh, the 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 things of the earth are 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 falling away, and the things of, of the spirit are are what's going to be left. So that's that's a, a, a it goes beyond the the material and the and the carnal. Um, what when we talk about the value of actually doing and producing and prosperity. Okay, so I, I want to get into the, the area of discipleship because it's one of these concepts that people uh, have heard about many times and they take for granted and they kind of have a watered-down understanding of that. And, um, and uh, yeah. let me see, the discipleship and learning and growing, this is where Christianity truly happens. I encourage everyone who is called by God uh, to find a local church. Find a local church because your growth and sanctification depends on it. The Bible asks, what is the will exactly. of God? Right? What is the will of God? Your sanctification. First Thessalonians 4, three. For this is the will of God, your sanctification. It says it there very clearly. Your maturity, your growth, your perfection, discipleship, reading, studying, fellowshipping, serving, growing, abiding in the vine. John uh, chapter 15. Encourage them about the faith. We have to encourage each other uh, in the faith to ask questions, to research, to study, showing thyself approved. The Bible talks about it. it says meditating day and night. The word of God as as in the Old Testament uh, frontlets, bind them around your head, on your head or on your arm in the doorpost. <coughs> Excuse me, that that's those are all to demonstrate how much we're how seriously we are to take the words of God when we meditate on them day and night. Um uh listen to that that um that podcast, Odd Church Church, will talk about the importance of the assembling and getting together, as in Hebrews 10.25. It's a command. It's not a suggestion. It's the way to grow in the faith. It's a gift of God to His people and a huge part of our service to God, His people, and it, and it blessed the whole body. It's supposed to bless the whole body, of which now we're supposed to be part of that body, Right? Church is not a hangout. It's not a social club. It's, a, it's worship, and the concept of worship has been watered down incredibly. Again, um, uh, you have to recognize the importance of getting together. People 
speak flippantly about going to church and they say they align the church with uh, things that they see on television and, and how the world critiques the, the church. But the Lord in the Bible talks about a church that's going to be pure that he's coming for. He's coming for a pure church. What the Christian life is about is walking in faith, making Christ Lord, growing in sanctification, being salt and light in the world by living holy through the fruits of the Spirit, which will manifest through those who are truly indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God, keeping unspotted by the world, as in James 1, which means uh, not conforming to the pattern of this world, as in uh, Romans 12, but by the pattern of the image of God through Christ. And most of all, by faith, living in joy and rest comes through Christ, not in futility of man-centered works. Jesus said, Come to me, all you who are weary and labored, and I will give you rest. Speaking of those who struggle to be good enough to be accepted by God as the religion of the Pharisees imposed on people on that day, yet we see religions everywhere continue to do the same thing. We can never work our way to salvation, but it is by the works that our salvation is demonstrated. John the Baptist told the Pharisees, bring forth proof of your salvation. James talks about this also. Galatians 3, Paul says, are you now uh, saved by keeping the law? When you weren't saved by the law, it's all by faith, not works. That there is perhaps one of the biggest confusions and tripping hazards people um, have because man is bent on man-centered work righteousness. Religion and every other religion in the world is works-based righteousness. Not when you're in Christ. Not Christianity. He did not um, uh, expect us. Um, salvation isn't expected by works. It's by faith in what he has already done in that he spoke and he says, it is finished. And he said that on the cross. Amen. Amen. Um, he says something about the the leaders, and I just want to add a add a, a comment to that. Um, it's very important what you said about um, fellowship, fellowship, um, congregate, um, going to church, praying, worshiping, studying the word. Uh, a lot of people don't have a vision. They don't they don't have a vision where they're going with Christ. Um, there's others that they have a calling and they want to make the calling, but they're not ready. And um, I just want to comment uh, something about this because 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7 says, because God hasn't given us a... Uh, a spirit of being coward, but he gave us a spirit of power, love, and 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 dominion. So, um, what I what I what I can tell to for the people that are trying to to maybe do something on the kingdom of God, be part of the vision of a leader. Be part of the vision of a pastor. And later on, when you're actually helping that vision, God is gonna give you a vision. But 
don't don't jump from out of nothing with no experience and basic knowledge to try to do something because this is not a game preaching the world the word teaching it the gospel rebuking demons i have seen people um and i'm been, i'm just going to say this to you blues i have seen people that the only thing they learn how to do is to preach rebuke demons lay hands on the people and get healed and they not their numbers are the same they haven't expand they don't know about business they don't know about how to make an extra thousand dollars a month they don't know how to make a budget and because they haven't practiced how to make a budget when you're used to manage a thousand dollars when the when the forty thousand dollar comes you waste it and I'm just going to put that over there. I know we, we have another podcast about stewardship, but sit down on the anointing. Sit down, listen to the word, let the spirit guide you, let the spirit deal with you and your character and things that you have. Absolutely. That is very important. All of that stuff is part of discipleship, learning how to handle your money, learning how to invest for the sake of your family and the growth, all of that, because it has to do with discipline. It has to do with um, um, things that will tap into one's greed, things that will tap into people's uh, attention. Um, Oftentimes, uh, people can idolize money. They can idolize their efforts to make money. All that stuff intersects with our faith, you know, and how to manage our homes and all that stuff. It's very important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. Let me read um, a little bit of uh, the, ma the Gospel of John, because uh, oftentimes um, we like to refer people to the Gospel of John because it's um, a very well-rounded canonical gospel um, where we find yeah. many of the doctrines of our faith centered in the Gospel of John. So let's see how much I can read on this, and then we can close this out. Okay, maybe we'll do a, a part two, um, talking about for the, for the new believers that are out there, and edify them okay, okay? and um i'll read if you want you can do chapter uh two after i'm done with chapter one is that okay okay chapter two john no i'm gonna read one and then you can read chapter two but the book of john right yeah the book of john okay so let me start reading in the okay, beginning I got it. in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god he was in the beginning with God, all things came into being through him, and apart from him nothing came into being that has come into being. In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not comprehend it. There came a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify about the light, so that all might believe through him. He was not the light. But he came to testify about the light, 
wait, he came to the, to the he was through light, was he coming into the world, enlightens every man. He was in the world, and the world was made through him, and the world did not know him. He came to his own, and those who were his own did not receive him. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name, who were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. So here it's talking about salvation, and he says that salvation is not by the will of man. Clearly, it demonstrates, okay, here it says, who were born not of blood, not of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God, God's will. Verse 14, and the world became flesh, and the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we saw his glory, uh, the glory as of the only begotten from the Father, full of grace and truth. John testified about him and carried out, cried out, saying, This was he whom I said, He who comes after me has a higher rank than I, for he existed before me. For of his fullness we have all received, and grace upon grace, for the law was given through Moses. Grace, truth, and tr grace and truth were realized through Jesus Christ. No one has seen God at any time. The only begotten God who is in the bosom of the Father, he has explained him. This is the testimony of John when the Jews sent to him priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask, Who are you? And he confessed and said, and did not deny, but confessed, I am not the Christ. They asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? And he said, I am not. Are you the prophet? And he said, he answered, no. Then he said to them, Who are you that we may give an answer to those who sent us? What do you say about yourself? And he said, I am a voice, I am a voice of one crying in the wilderness, making straight the way of the Lord, as Isaiah the prophet said. Now they that had been sent from the Pharisees, they asked him and said to him, Why then are you baptizing? If you are not the Christ, nor Elijah, nor the prophet, John answered them, saying, I baptize in water, but among you stands one whom you do not know. It is he who comes after me, the thong of whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. These things look, took place in Bethany beyond the Jordan, where John was baptizing. The next day he saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he on, be on behalf of of whom I said, After me comes a man who has higher rank than I, for he existed before me. Notice verse 30, it says, For he existed before me. Demonstrating his uh, pre-existence. Verse 31, I did not recognize him, but so that he might be manifest to Israel, I came baptizing in water, John testified, saying, I have seen the Spirit descending as a dove out of heaven, and he remained on him. I did not recognize him, but he who sent me to baptize in water said to me, He upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining upon him, this is the one who baptized in the Holy Spirit. I myself have seen and have testified to this is the Son of God. Verse 35, again, the next day John was standing with two of his disciples, and he looked at Jesus as he walked and said, Behold, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard him speak, and they followed Jesus. And Jesus 
turned and saw them following, and he said to them, What do you seek? They said to him, Rabbi, which translated means teacher, where are you staying? He said to them, Come, and you will see. So they came and saw where he was staying, and they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. One of the one of the two who heard John speak and followed him was Andrew, Simon Peter's brother. He found first his own brother Simon and said to him, We have found the Messiah, which translated means Christ. He brought him to Jesus. Jesus took him, looked at him and said, You are Simon the son of John. You shall be called Cephas, which is translated Peter. The next day he purposed to go into Galilee, and he found Philip, and Jesus said to him, Follow me. Now Philip, Philip was from Bethsaida, of the city of Andrew and Peter, Philip found Nathanael and said to him, We have found him of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Jesus answered and said to him, Because I said to you that I saw you under the fig tree, you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, Truly, truly, I say to you, you will see the heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. That's... The Word of God, John chapter 1. Do you want me to keep going? Yeah, Fernando, read chapter 2, and I guess we can wrap it up afterwards. Okay. And the third day, there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, of Galilee. And the mother of Jesus was there, and both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with this? What have have I to do with this? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said, said unto the servants, Whatever soever he said unto you, do it. And there were set there six water pots of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins fir, apiece, Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water, and then fill them up to the to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now and hear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it when the rule of the feast, feast 
had tasted the water that was made wine and knew not winds. I don't know how to read that word. It was, but the servant which drew the water knew the governor of the feast, called the bridegroom, and said unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but those has keep the good wine until now. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee, of Galilee, and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. After these, he went down to Capernaum. He and his mother and his brethren and his disciples, and they continued there not many days. The first Passover and the Jewish Passover was at hand, and Jesus went to Jerusalem and found in the temple those that sold oxen and sheep and doves and the changers of money seating. And when he had made a scourge of small cords, he drove them all out of the temple and the sheep and the oxen and porter out the changers money and overview the tables and said unto them the that sold doves take these things hence make not my father father's house and house of merchandise and his disciples remember it that it is was written the seals of of thine house had eaten me up. They answered the Jews and said unto him, What sign shewest thou? unto us seeing that those doesn't rise very tough for me too many words over here you're doing good okay what verse are you on uh 18 okay continue i don't i don't do this very often the answer the Jews and say unto him, What sign shewest thou unto us, seeing that those doesn't these things? Jesus answered and said unto them, Destroy this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Then said 
that you was 40 and six years, 46 years, was this temple in building and we so rear it up in three days. You're going to rise it up in three days. But he spoke of the temple of the of his body when therefore he was rise rising from the dead his disciples remember it that he had said this into them and they believed it the scripture and the words which Jesus had said now when he was in Jerusalem in the Passover, in this name, the Passover, in the fast day, many believed it in his name when they saw the miracle which he did. But Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of of men for he knew what was in men amen amen that's 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 so important that's chapter two we see in chapter two he's talking about coming into the temple and cleansing the temple that's a sign a lot going on there the sign he's coming in and he's and he's basically confronting a fake religion okay fake um worship he's tossing it out he's demonstrating the corruption of of a temple that needs to be cleansed <clears throat> he's also mentioning that he's the temple of god that he's also talking prophetically he says and they did not understand him at the time it says openly that the the, the disciples later remembered what he spoke and recognized what he was talking about that he would be raised from the death from the from the from the from from the tomb and that he would live again he says that destroy this temple and i will raise it up in three days um they didn't understand the pharisee didn't understand what he was talking about but they later knew and it was validated by uh, by this uh the disciples faith when they saw that he did raise himself up after those third days afterwards they did understand um chapter one talks about uh who the second person of the trinity is he lived before with the father in glory he comes in chapter verse 14 talks about he then became the word then became flesh and walked among us and we knew him so we now see that this person who is coming is not just the long-awaited Messiah um, that the children of Israel were expecting, but they also recognize then that he is of the same essence of God the Father, and that he demonstrates the Father, he shows the Father, he only does what the Father's will is, um, and um, that's synonymous with uh, being in the image of God as, as we are as humans, he is the one who's perfect. He walks among men, but he does not sin. He's perfect. He says, the Jews say, show us a sign. But the signs that he does, they do not uh, affirm. They do not accept, but they continue asking for a sign. Um, so there's a lot going on. Just in those two chapters, 
we see a lot of doctrine there. Um, it demonstrates the beginning of his um, of his uh, ministry, the issue with the wine, and um, how he he creates water into wine. And there's so much in there. And later on in a in a, a subsequent podcast, I would like to um, go into chapter three and four and perhaps even five uh, later on. But uh, Fernando, thanks for um, helping me out with this, and thanks for joining joining me today on this podcast. Um, I think it's very important for people, new believers, awesome. to understand these concepts in Christianity because. Um, they're very important. Yeah. Now we'll that, listen to this that book message. Of John was. What's that? Okay. No, what were you saying? Um, I was gonna say that the that the book of John, the, when you go to the theology area, um, they they basically explain that it was wrote like specifically directed to the church. Um, because, um, there's like the specific reasons, um, Matthew, uh, was wrote, um, for the, um, Judah and Mark was wrote for Romans because, um, the, the disciple Mark is actually the disciple of Peter. That's right. And Luke was wrote for Greeks, and Luke's is also the disciple of Paul. Um, but this one over here, the, the structure of every single of the Gospels and the structure specifically of the John that we're reading, is it's on a, on a dialect that, that it's more understandable for us the church nowadays like for the gentiles that's right yeah and that's how that's that's why it's so important to um read through the gospels because you you've got the variations of the different uh uh, uh perspectives looking at the same thing from different perspectives in the in the uh the rest of the gospels and their blessings to us and we we have to grow listen to uh, read them and edify ourselves with them and continue to grow by them, as well as the epistles of Paul and and also the Old Testament, which um, um, really should be really close part of our growth as well in our studies, in our Bibles, in, in our in our churches. And so again, the, there's a, the important part of being a, a new believer is by maturing among other believers and growing, because uh, the one of the commandments of Christ is to love one another. Um, as he loved us. And he says that by uh, the love that you have for one another, the world will know that you're my disciples. And he says that, and that's how we also know that we are growing if we're growing in love. And we see that where it says that there's no law in love. And that's why, that's because through love, uh, that's how we grow in our sanctification. And so there's no love, there's no law where there is purity of love. There's also no fear exactly. when there's purity of love, because when you love something, you're willing to give your life, you lay down your life for that love. So love is a, one of the core, um, if not the, the biggest things that, that we need to have 
as, as to demonstrate our growth and our sanctification and our perfection in Christ. Um, that's how it's done. That's how we grow and that's how we know. And we can't know that we're growing. We can't expect to grow if we don't have other people to grow alongside of us and to pick us up and for us to be picked up when we need to be picked up. Sometimes we'll be need to be rebuked. Sometimes we'll need to be um, uh, discipled ourselves. And the learning does not stop. The growing doesn't stop until the return of Christ. Okay? So, and that's that has a lot to do. That is of utmost importance for the new believer. And the concept of going to your local uh, assembly, your local church, and being involved uh, is how you grow. You can't be a, a, a rogue Christian. You can't be a a one-man band. It's just impossible. In the context of the church, we're talking about numbers. There's never an example of just a rogue uh, Christian ro roaming around. It, it, Paul uh, established churches or groups of people in their local communities to grow, and the assembly was important yeah. to their growth. You see, so it's all over the scriptures, and so we need to also follow that same pattern as well. All yeah. right, Fernando. Well, thanks. Let's listen to this one message. I'm surprised we only got one message on here, but people have come and, and gone. But uh, let's see what happens. Let's see what we got here. Hey, BX. Hey, Fernando. How are you? Um, I'm here listening. Okay, she's no longer here. Thank you for stopping by. Thanks for stopping by, absolutely. And for anyone else who stops by in the future, um, without a doubt, we really appreciate you listening and coming by. And Fernando, until next time, okay? Uh, do you want to pray, pray us out or what? All right, bro. Yeah, sure. Let's go for it. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father, for this day. Thank you for this wonderful weekend that you have given us. Thank you for your blessings, your abundance. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for your rewards. Thank you for what is on the way that, that, that we're going to enjoy. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for um, our lives. Father, um, I just I just ask you that, that you bless everybody that, that stopped by this podcast, that your word will illuminate them um, on their day-to-day -day, um, lives. Father, I ask for, for special blessings to my brother Bruce and, and for his family and, and his kids and, and daughters, um, that you bless them with abundance, that, that you pour your, your hand over them and, and you protect them in a special way. Um, thank you for, for his life and, and for him to Thanks for, for what he's doing for your kingdom. So I give you all the glory and all the honor. Praise Amen. God. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for, for us here today. Bless my brother Fernando, Lord. Bless him in all his walks and his steps. Keep us, Father God, in, in, the, in, in illuminating your, 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 your will to us, Father God, that we may proceed forward, Father God, with your word, Lord Jesus. Forgive us all for our sins, Father. Help us, Father, to learn every day more and more from you. Father God, help us to cultivate this love, Father God, for others to go out into the world and proclaim Christ and his salvation, Father God, and what you've done for us, Holy Father. 
Uh, we thank you, Lord, for this opportunity and this platform to be able to share to many people, Lord, that would come, Father God, that would hear your voice. Father God, you know who they are. Call them forward, Father. It's, it's by your Holy Spirit and your power, for you are alone worthy to be praised. We pray, Father God, that you help us, Father, continue us forward in this in this journey, in this mission, Father God, empowered by you, Lord, according to your will and loving kindness for us, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Thank you so much, Fernando, for, for being here. And uh, I guess until next time, we will continue on marching forward for for Christ and seizing uh, the day for Christ. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, just let me know when is the next one. We're good. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks again. Thanks again, my friend. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. So there you have it, folks. There you have it. This is uh, uh, has been a good talk, a good uh, uh, episode that I believe we got a lot of information out to the brothers and the sisters and the new believers that might come uh, be introduced to the Gospel of John and the other Gospels um, with the centrality of the, the, the life of the Spirit, the life of learning and growing and discipling and uh, uh, cultivating a love for Christ and love for God and love for neighbor. Um, that's what it's all about. Um, moving forward, you know, hopefully this will reach uh, the ears of those who the Lord and the Holy Spirit will send the message to and empower them in their life so that they come forward and live a rich life in, in the grace of God and continue to uh, uh, bless others with this glorious message uh, for edification and for eternal life. Thanks again for joining me. This is True News 365. Until next time, God bless.